Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Hello, everybody. Good morning. It is 10.06 on a beautiful, beautiful, bright, sunny day. Only 21 degrees. Going to get better. Hey, I'm glad you're here, everybody. This is a show called The First Day, Sunday Magazine Show here on WIBC. I'm Terry Stacy, alongside of Denny Smith. Good morning, darling. How are Good you? Good morning. We're doing great. Denny, uh, of course, you hear him on Home and Garden Show with Pat Sullivan on Saturdays, 9 to 1. Pat was getting a little testy that I'm, you know, he's, I, 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 we got to be careful with that. we got to give Pat some love. Pat's got love. Pat's got love. He's got all the love in the world. And look who's back from a sunny vacation. Yes, just out of jail from her spring break shenanigans. <laughs> it's Kylan Talley producing today. Good morning. We're glad Good you're morning. back. I am happy to be back, except I was welcomed by the snow in Indiana. I was yeah. not ready for it. Listen, what do what do young people like you do on spring break now? Where did you go? For me, I was planning to go to Atlanta. Just to get Atlanta. an Atlanta trip in, but decided to road trip down to Florida. And so I was looking at all the beaches, looking at the weather, and it was supposed to be rainy the days that I was choosing to go. Oh. So looked ahead That's just a little awful. bit. I know. So I chose Jacksonville, Florida, because it wasn't going to be raining and it was 10 degrees warmer than the other beaches. There's no beach at Jacksonville, is there? Oh, hush up. Okay. There are like four beaches there. Okay. They're all, all connected, right. but there there are beaches. And we got to see some people surfing, stepped on some shark oh, wow. teeth. It was oh, a great stepped time. stepped on some shark yeah. teeth. I know. It, it hurt quite a Did bit. Did you bring them home? Those are prehistoric. They are they, prehistoric. They were pretty cool. I did not bring them home. I was scared. Leave them be. I know. Just, just leave, leave them, them in be. Your, just leave them in your foot. They'll heal. Oh, yeah. It'll be all right. Here we are. Uh, we're glad you're back, safe and mm-hmm. sound. And how are the roads on your way down? Are people just as oh, crazy on the interstates uh, driving to spring break as I imagine? I have never appreciated the traffic on I-465 more. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that much. That's saying a lot. Driving through Atlanta. Oh gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. They say that there are three deaths a day on Atlanta highways. Oh, oh my goodness. Three Is death, that right? deaths. A day, yeah. There's lots of accidents. Gosh. That's so sad to hear. And but it's stupid traffic for no reason. There's no construction. Yeah. There was no hazard in the road. It was just people not knowing how to merge. It's wow. crazy, it's and it's sad. been that way, Kylan, as long as I can. When I was a kid, and we were traveling and driving to Florida and going through Atlanta, it was. It's always been that way. Always. We if we took that way, we called it the Kamikaze Run. If we went down 65 all the way down to the Panhandle or or through yeah. Mississippi, that was more demure, but. The kamikaze run was always through Atlanta. Oh, man. And, you know, my my dad, we would stop, but as as we got older, it was a straight drive-thru. If he knew even you with could, David. If he knew you could hold it. And, you know, oh, my gosh, going. he would get, you would get, he just wanted to get there and back. And, and I'm sure about halfway through vacation, he was always thinking, oh, it's almost time to drive back. That's the dad gene. It swells up, you know, and it's chokes off time. the blood supply to your brain. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I remember sleeping in, in, uh, as I got older and was married. We would sleep in truck stops 
or, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh. we would. I know, but it was an okay thing. You know, you just locked the doors and you pulled the seat backs and you just slept for a couple hours. Wow. And, then, and then on uh, your way again. On your way again. You got to get there. You got to get to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, something that lit my heart up this week was the water back in the fountains on the circle. And now it's ice. Do you I see know. that we've got ice falls over there? Every time they take down the Christmas lights and then it snows. They yeah. put water back at ices. We used to take the Boy Every Scouts time. south to Florida during spring break. And all I remember is you get eight Boy Scouts in a van. You don't get the smell out for at least three or four weeks. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It'd gag a maggot. Oh and uh, so, Wow. Gag a maggot. Have you heard that one, Kylan? I have not, and I hope I never hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I remember my grandpa saying gag a maggot. Hey, this is going to be a fun show today. We've got a couple of hours, and they're pretty busy, guys. We really do have a couple. And also checking in on you and your NCAA tournament brackets. How do they look? There's been some uh, excitement, some thrills, uh, some upsets. Uh, Purdue, oh, so. big upset, I know, and we won't talk about it anymore. It's been talked about now. But uh, only 2.36% of completed men's bracket challenge game entries predicted an FDU in over Friday. But here's the deal, guys. Uh, Princeton's victory left only 0.065% of men's brackets remain intact. Oh, my gosh. I'm one of them. Are you intact? You. You're still intact? You. Yes, I am. Did you predict Purdue would lose? You well, Now, wait well, a minute. Did you let your dog choose the, the things? Did you really do this? Wait a minute. All right. I'm going to be quiet now. You're still, <laughs> well, so what you're saying is you still are doing pretty well. I am. I'm second in At my group. Girl. Well, then you're doing okay. I'm doing all right. You're and doing okay. Based off of mascots, I think I'm doing, I'm doing quite all right. Oh, you did right. it off of mascots? I did. That's all I I saw a a mascot deal, a mascot fact. Okay. And it was like 0.72. Wait a minute. Hold on. You know I love stats. Feline (laughs) mascot's record is 7-2 right now. Huh. No kidding. So if you have a feline mascot, a a cat mascot, What would the mascot for IU be considered? A human being? You know, I think that's in the other category. Oh, the other category. Yeah. I'm not sure. But IU plays today, tonight, Mm -hmm. 840. And I know you'll hear that game right here on WIBC if you happen to be out and about. Or, oh, good luck to them. You know, and you want to hear what's happening. Good luck to them is Go right, Denny. Right. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule, and I don't know what time our pregame starts. So I'm guessing about maybe 8 o'clock, something like that tonight, you'll hear uh, our pregame. I just think their heads are right. I saw on the news this morning, they're just not laughing and giggling, but they're they're supporting each other. Yeah. They're starting to wear the headbands again, which I think is hilarious. I do too. Upside down headband, you know. I love that kind of spirit. Yeah. I like to see that camaraderie, that fun. They're still having a good time, working hard, playing good, playing well, and, and uh, we wish you luck tonight. Final day of the Flower and Patio Show at the fairgrounds. Here's a tip. You'll get some good deals on plants the closer you get to closing time today. Final day. Vendors don't like to pack up all that stuff at the end of the day. So you'll find some really great prices on some of the plants that they've brought out to the fairgrounds for the show. It ends at 5, so get there around a little bit earlier before that to find your parking. Thank you. And then Crummy always goes, Dick Crumb goes the next day with five-gallon buckets to steal the mulch. (laughs) You know, that's where where he always mulched his beds. He took five-gallon buckets out there and stole them. Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) funny. Uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, uh, coming up next hour, we have a guest alert. All right? If you're buying or selling your home, and this is the month of March is busy, busy, busy. Um, get ready, getting ready to put it on the market. We've got real estate, I don't know if we call it 101, but we've got just the best coming in the next hour at 11 o'clock uh, to talk about real estate, to answer your questions. We'll call Quite it a scouting report. It's a scouting they, These guys, it's Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips oh, of Crossroads Collective at Compass. These people know what they're doing. And uh, 
they're not telling you what you want to hear. They're telling you the truth. And I right. like that. They're not politicians too. and they're not bankers. You know, they're telling you what's going on. I uh, I like these these two, and they're going to be here uh, at, again at 11 o'clock, 11 to 12. With your questions, feel free to call us. We are live in studio with donuts. And so <laughs> we're expecting your call. Uh, we're going to do a donut talk for your real estate questions. Yeah. Maybe you're a first-time buyer, whatever that may be, but whatever you, whatever questions you have, they will answer them, I promise you. Um, all right, uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, here we go. Let's take a break. Coming up, let's do Kylan because last I'm Sunday, so the Academy Awards coming up. We're going to meet an actress and martial artist who grew up here in Indianapolis. She went to college at IU. She's doing very, very well now in Hollywood. Katie O'Brien joins us next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 1019, 21 degrees and sunny skies in downtown Indianapolis. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith and producing today's show, Kylan Talley. You hear that? Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That yeah. is from Ant-Man and the Quantumanium. And you know, just before last week's Academy Awards, Terry and I, we caught up with Indianapolis's own Hollywood star, Katie O'Brien. She is a superstar in the world of science fiction and even this spring, she's going to have some major projects coming up with Marvel and Star Wars universes. Oh, it's so exciting. Katie, congratulations on both your Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumanium and your role as the Imperial Officer in The Mandalorian. How, how's life? Yeah, yeah, it's a great life. Yeah, and it's so funny because, you know, you do these projects like years in advance and then they finally come out. And in this instance, they just happen to be coming out all at the same time. So kind of wild, but fun. That's cool. You know, I know you're from Indianapolis. And um, where did you go to high school? I went to Lawrence North. Katie, whenever you were doing local theater, just as a child going growing up, did, is this something that you always wanted to do? It is. Um, but well, I never thought of it as like a possibility as a career. It's just something that I always wanted to do. And then when you find out that you can maybe make money for it, it's like, oh, okay, that's that's awesome. I, I was just talking to my mom the other day, and she said that like my preschool teacher, my first day I walked in and just went over to the corner by myself <laughs> and started putting little costumes on and, and just kind of acting. So she told my mom that I was going to be an actor right off the bat, which I thought was a cute little story that I obviously don't remember. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I always wanted to do it, but it just never seemed like uh, something that was possible. So yeah, I, d- I didn't pursue it early on, but I'm okay with that because I feel like that gave me time to grow up and learn some life lessons and kind of become a little bit more of an experienced human being. When I look at everything that you've done, I mean, you were in the marching band, your percussion, you, we know you went to IU, part of an improv troupe, and you were a police officer at one time. Yeah, yeah. I um, I started in college. IU has a, an officer cadet program, so I didn't realize when I joined that I would be a fully certified police officer after the fact. It was like this kind of pitch is, you know, it's like security and I was in martial arts. So I was like, oh, that kind of, you know, goes 
side by side, I guess. Get into all the games for free because you're working them. You <laughs> sure. get into yeah, sure. any of the productions for free. You know, I got. I mean, I got to meet the Dalai Lama. I got to escort the Princess of Thailand around. Like really interesting opportunities that I got just because I'm working backstage or doing security or something. So it was a cool program. And then after a year of showing that you can keep your grades up and, and all that. They put you through police academy and you're a fully certified police officer. It, and, and that was like, okay, this is this is a job. You know, this is something that, that pays bills and, and that's stable. And I did that for a while. And eventually I was like, okay, well, it's still not exactly what I want to do. And, and uh, I sat down one day and just kind of wrote out all my little life ambitions and kind of tried to make a goal list of how to achieve those. And, and with acting, it was simply just finding a class, just trying to see if this is something that I can put the effort into to improve and to become good at and or even exceptional enough at to, to pursue as a profession. And I found an amazing class in Indiana. It's an on-film class as opposed to stage class and taught by Jim Doherty. And he still does workshops there. So I found that class and um, networked around the local film community and got into some short films and smaller projects and built a reel and was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. Booked it out to LA and um, been very fortunate ever since. What did you do between the time when you graduated and then making that decision to move to LA? Worked as a police officer for Carmel. So while I was working, I took a lot of training opportunities. I wound up uh, taking, there's like a crisis intervention team. So I I trained for that. And that's basically where you work with people who are having mental crisis. It was like a really, really uh, rewarding part of my career there. Then I I also got into bodybuilding while I was an officer. I wanted to just be in really good shape. I wanted to challenge myself and to see if there was something that, that was out there that I could do that with and and I stuck with figure competition and yeah it was like it was such a big confidence booster that it just I kind of kept with it and and really enjoyed the training and I felt really strong and I got really strong and that eventually led me to I feel like you know I get all these apocalypse jobs and stuff and all these did you ever think Katie that that maybe you'd go into stunt work when you got to LA sure brief second I mean the thing is, you know, I, I'm a martial artist, so I, I do enjoy the the fighting aspect of it. But the stunt world is way more expansive than that. You know, you have you have people that specialize in really high falls, which already I'm like, okay, I'm pretty clumsy. I think that's going to get me killed. And then, that, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm I'm really only going to market myself as like a martial artist. And then when I was talking to some stunt performers too, they said that you do kind of get pigeonholed in a way of. You're either a stunt performer or you're an actor. And sometimes you can get away with being an actor who does stunts. But if you want to be an actor, you really do need to just pursue the acting side of it. And I've I've still gotten injured. So (laughs) I've been hurt running, stabbing zombies in a a show and running and we're on lava rock. And and I'm in these ridiculous shoes. I was in these like super high platform shoes. Yeah, I landed in a pit the wrong way and heard my ankle pop and... You get injured in the dumbest ways. Katie, you've played a lot of different roles in life. Martial artist, police officer, all of these different things that have given you experience. But what has been your favorite role that you've played so far? In movies, I've been so fortunate because I feel like I get bored if I play the same thing over and over again. And I've I've been really fortunate because, you know, in Ant-Man, I get to play this really cool yet loving warrior woman. In Star Wars, I'm this Imperial officer and, you know, I I can't talk too much on that, but a really, really, really fun character for me (laughs) for lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. this new movie I just did, um, 
with Kristen Stewart's bodybuilding movie, I, I get to be a very, very vulnerable, romantic lead character. So it's it's been really rewarding because it's like all of these little facets that I see in myself, I get to actually, I get to bring to life on screen. So I don't think people are really one-dimensional and I think it's fun to bring all different types of, of people and all different types of me out on screen as well. Star Wars, did you know she didn't even like Star Wars? But look at you now! It's so awesome. I, know. <laughs> I, I like it now. I, I do. I, I, I appreciate it now for sure. Yeah. I like my first day on set, I was walking around and, you know, I'm in the Imperial uniform, which you already have like these associations with. You're like, oh, bad guy, Ugh, gross. You know. <laughs> uh, I pull out, there's these like little things in our pockets, you know, and I pulled it out and I went up to Dave Filoni and I was like, is this a little lightsaber dagger? And he's like, no. (laughs) It's like a key to open stuff. And I'm like, but... And then all these, like, Star Wars, heavy Star Wars fans later are like, I can't believe you would ask him that. Like, he's he's like, he's the guy, you know. I hear from time to time people take stuff from the set. You haven't taken anything. Or can you tell us, do you have any souvenirs from the Star Wars, any of the Star Wars sets? Um, I can't tell you what. Okay. No. I get it. I do have a little something, something, but it was, it's fine. Yeah. Some of it is, is historic. I mean, sure a lot is. of the stuff that I was walking around with was from like the, the 70s, it's you know, so, cool. it was, so it's original Star Wars stuff. And then I, what I do love about these is that they are bringing in like, they are doing the puppetry. They're, they are doing the robotics. They're, they're like really making as much of the practical effects side of things while at the same time being the most advanced visually and with special effects as, as they can be. So they're, they're bringing the old and the new together, which is kind of something that I thought was fascinating with like, you know, we're talking about how Jurassic Park was being thought of and, and they wanted mm. the practical dinosaurs and they also realized they could do the visual and they just they merged the two together and it just makes these amazing movies and it also gives you a sense of nostalgia and I just I love what they're doing. I mean you're big time now and you seem so so grounded and down to earth and you know who do you attribute that to? To not getting carried away with the ego, and is you think it's just instilled in you? I, I know I got you know you got to credit a little bit of that to um, to being a Hoosier. I just saw Bardo. It's this beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, um, in Uarto piece, yeah, there's like a little quote in there that's like, "Take a swig of success and then spit it out because it will poison you." My family keeps me humble. My wife for sure keeps me humble. But it's also like you see when people aren't. And it's not appealing (laughs) because it's like, who do you think you are? You know, everybody is a person and everyone deserves to be treated as you would want to be treated. You know, so it it just it grosses me out to think of people thinking that they're like special for some reason because they were in a movie or or whatever. I went to visit one of my brothers. He lives in New Orleans and people are like, so what do you do? And I say I'm an actor and they're like, "Okay." it's like, well, you can't help me fix my car you can't help me like, oh, you're not a doctor you know yeah. at the end of the day yeah. it's like yeah you're just another person i think it's great <laughs> do you have any one piece of advice that you could give to those people who are looking to chase their dreams like you have it's like not a one-step process you know it's yeah. definitely make a plan but there's going to be diversions along the way so you have to be able to adjust and adapt i mean especially for a career like this you have to really want it. If I close my eyes and I think of, you know, picturing myself doing anything else, I don't want to. And I, I can't think of anything else that I want to do or, or could really do. 
for this career, it, it has to be that. Like, it's this or nothing, basically. You know, you don't give yourself anything to fall back on. That's kind of the way that I've looked at it. But, you know, everything's it works out differently for, for everyone. And, and everyone's got their own journey and path. Production just wrapped up with co-star Kristen Stewart in the film Love Lies Bleeding. I know that will be out soon. Katie, but it's good to hear your voice. And we wish you continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And take care and have a great day. It's so wonderful talking with you. It's 1030. We have to get to a conversation with some wonderful businesswoman up next. So Top Trending Stories with Fox News is up next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WIBC. It is Terry Stacy along with producer Kylan Talley, and we've got a room full of ladies. How about this? It is Women's History Month, and today we celebrate a few of the community's finest. In studio with us is co-owner of B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Her name is Beth Rovazzini. Hello, Beth. Hi, Terry. Thanks for coming in. Sure. I do appreciate this so much. Also, Felicia Grady is here. She's executive chef, restaurant consultant, and owner of Plated Up Catering. Felicia, I'm glad you made it downtown. Thank you. You brought your sister with you. Absolutely. (laughs) Ursula Shelton is here. Hello, everyone. I wanted to find out more about you because you you work with Felicia. Yes, I do. I also own my own beauty spa. It's called Sure Elegance Beauty Spa. And I am uh, the the founder of the Indiana Esthetician Association. At a girl. So I'm still doing that, but I also help my sister. We are so glad to have all three of these ladies in here. Start with Beth. Beth is the co-owner, as I said, of, of an HVAC company. And Beth, you were kind of born in the business. Yes, my parents started it in our garage when I was two. And how many years have you been leading or co-leading B&W? Well, I found like um, late, uh, late <laughs> 1990s, I had didn't work for them until about 1989 is when I went there. I worked in accounting. I ran a restaurant, did some other things, and then went to work there. Just having children that was much more stable and, and easier to work. I brought kids to work with me and that kind of thing. Around 1998, my parents let me know that their retirement plan was for me to purchase it from them, and so I did in two in 2000, and I, along with two partners, and um, that's the rest is history. And the rest is history. You kind of always knew you were going to be taking over the family business. No, not oh, really. No. I did not grow up playing Barbies with furnaces and toilets <laughs> or water heaters and that kind of thing. Uh, n- n- no, not I really didn't. I mean, I went to work there. I had a degree in accounting and I was running the office and doing the billing and the job costing and that kind of thing and raising kids. And that's what I was, you know, was really focusing on. I hadn't really thought about the next step after you get kids raised. That business had paid for my college and had provided a nice life for us, and I just felt like it was part of our family. I purchased it from them. Felicia, you're shaking your head yes. Were you doing the same thing, raising kids and working and doing all of that too? Yes. Actually, was going to school to be a crime scene investigator. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's my first degree. I wanted to do that. And I did it. I finished. Wow. But then when I was 
you know, in school for that, I was trying to, I recently separated from my husband and I was trying to make ends meet. So I started selling dinners and mm-hmm. everybody responded well. So I said, well, let me look into this a little bit more and see how I can make this legit. So I decided to go to Chef Academy and look into their program. So and cool. I, I just started, you know, I just went and I fell in love with it automatically. It was a little more challenging than what I was doing with the crime scene investigator. Challenging? It was hard. <laughs> it was hard it, even it, more it, than crime it, scene it investigating. Was, and I was so surprised because I remember talking to my sister the first test. I said, I think I failed. I just know I failed. I don't think I did. <laughs> she said, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I said, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I passed. I did. But I was. I, I just had <laughs> cooking is a lot of science. It is, and the and the word, the language is what kind of got me caught up in the math. To be mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. be honest, it's not as easy as people think. They think once you get in the kitchen, being a chef is about cooking. It's only ten percent. Mm-hmm. It's much oh. more than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. There's entrepreneur blood in both of you because Ursula, you too have your own business as well. It's something that uh, I've always really wanted to do. Um, I, of course, when I had my, my children, I had to raise my children, so I was working in the corporate world. I didn't tell you I, I do hair, too. I'm also a <laughs> licensed hairstylist, uh, cosmetology. So I did that, you know, since 1988, and I've had my, my spa since 2017. And how do you define success? I'm successful. I defined it as being happy in what you do. No, when I do what I'm doing, it's not like work to me. It's not about the money. It's also about educating people in my field, just educating the client so they understand and know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'm going to school right now to get my instructors. So I will be instructing. It's as you continue to learn. Oh, you yes. Know, we, and I think that's the joy in what all of us do is that we continue to learn mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Beth Rovazzini also here. Beth, for you, in the beginning, did you have to work a little bit harder when you took over the reins did you have to work a little harder to prove that a woman can succeed in a male-dominated business we were having this discussion a number of ladies just the other day and honestly in the construction field it's almost easier because what your peers want to know is can you do the work and if you can do the work really don't care what your sex is what you look like or anything I mean and once you prove that you know what you're talking about then everything's okay and we were really discussing it's really more difficult for women in your office white collar upper management kind of situations than Mm -hmm. it is in construction or something because I would walk into a job trailer be the only woman in the job trailer now when you first walk in it's quiet but then once you sit down and you say the part that you're supposed to say and you know what you're talking about then nobody thinks about oh there's a woman over there they just think about that well that's the person from bnw and and they they know what they're talking about but i've talked to people in insurance and banking and everything and it really is a well don't you worry little lady i'll take care of that (laughs) don't you worry little lady Uh, kyla tally is here all of you started on a path and then you ended up in a career that you necessarily didn't expect to be in in the future. Advice to children or anyone, little oh. girls growing up and not necessarily knowing what they want to do now, but trusting the process and oh, where you're yeah. going to be. So I always say, 
stay focused. That's the main thing because so many things come in your pathway, especially when it's going good and it looks like it's going to turn out to be something. It just somebody just like run in front of you and just distract you and you know, it happens to me now and you have to recognize it for what it is and whatever your faith base is, keep that first in your Mm -hmm. life and be around people that is trying to do something may not necessarily be what you're doing but whatever they are you can hold each other accountable just be around the positive people that are on their way to their glorious future whichever way that may be but that's what I would say Ursula what I would always say is to as, as Felicia said stay focused but also know that this is a mental thing as you go and you're doing things something will come in your path and it'll be like okay wait a minute this is stopping me how am I gonna go over that get over that hurdle and then there's sometimes people you know unfortunately will say especially in my field there's a lot of people say oh that's not that's not a job oh okay some people Come and say, well, you know, my, my parents don't think that I'll be able to make any money. I'm like, Do you, are you kidding me? I said, this is a multi-billion dollar industry that we're in. I said, but you have to stay focused and you have to uh, continue education. So that means it's really up to you and don't let anyone get in your way. And then sometimes it's good to write a journal. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one one month you might be feeling one way, the next month you, it's a whole totally different feeling. So you can see how, how the growth is, how you're growing. Yeah. Beth, <laughs> Beth, anything you want to add? Yes. Um, I mean, I think the first thing is that when you're starting out, you need to determine what your values are. And it doesn't really matter what the actual job is or where, you know, whether you're in food service or you're in construction or whatever it is, it needs to line up with your values and then you'll be happy and you'll be in alignment. And just like what Felicia and Ursula said, surround yourself with positive people, with positive energy that are creative and opportunities will come your way. And I have a saying that living things grow, and if you stop growing, you die. That's right. So be a lifelong learner. Always look at opportunities. When I I left a big eight accounting firm to go run a restaurant that my parents had invested in, and it wasn't going well. So I just, I, I mean, I like to cook. I, I was the cook in the family, too, but had no restaurant experience, never been a waitress, never done, did anything. But I was really curious about things, and it some opportunities came. One of the salesmen for a wine company liked my questions and my enthusiasm, and he and he connected me with the executive chef at Mon Reeve Restaurant, if you remember that, back by the airport. And he gave me cooking lessons and wine lessons mm-hmm. and how to run a kitchen and all of that. And I mean, that was just an opportunity that I couldn't have paid him anything. And so when you're open and, and curious and you're looking for opportunities, people want to help you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's and right. So yeah. I, I think that's how, how you do it. And you just yeah. always look for the next it's a truth but Ursula said don't let people define what success looks like for you mm-hmm. I, I talked to young people in high school I mean that's one of my passions and sometimes parents are 
have misconceptions about things and you see this young person that's passionate about something but the parent thinks oh that's not going to be good for them mm-hmm. if they're passionate about it they'll figure it out yes. beth i want to ask you because i know that you all just came from a nabo yes. meeting and how important is it getting involved with organizations when you're a leader in business or even if you're not a leader but making those connections I think the National Association of Women Business Owners is a very important organization in our city because it's a place where, as women business owners or people that want to support women business owners, we have some shared interests. We support each other. We share some common challenges and we share victories with each other and just like we just came from the day at the state house and had the opportunity to meet the governor now one-on-one none of us could get a meeting with the governor Mm -hmm. just by emailing or something but as a group when we all come together you know just combining and putting our voices together we have more power yeah Mm -hmm. felicia i agree with her i've been a member of novel for a couple of years now i'm telling you the people, the ladies that's in there, they're so amazing. Uh, you meet all walks of life, all different types of businesses. They have supported me since I've been there. Felicia, I remember a couple years ago when you transformed Broadway United Methodist Church into a pop-up restaurant. Yeah, And you were teaching and you were inspiring these young ladies from the Far East Side. It, but this is important to you, teaching and yes. inspiring young people. And you I do. I did that. You did. And you do. <laughs> You still do. I mean, you still inspire I, every minute. You know, I didn't know you knew about that. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. And the good thing, you know what was wonderful about that? I am getting phone calls. I had a meeting today. These summer camps are wanting me yeah. to do a model out of them. And that's what I was hoping would happen. And it's happening, y'all. It is <laughs> happening so right now. Yes. It's, 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 it's yes. perfect. It's just yeah. perfect and a perfect place for you to be. It is. They learn team building, communication. I bring my lovely sister in because y'all didn't know years ago she was nominated at the Rose Award for a customer service. Oh, that's so good. So, the Rose yeah. Awards are awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. They really are. And uh, good for you, Ursula. Yes. So I bring her in a day or two. Felicia Grady, a former Girl Scout, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Executive yeah. chef, restaurant consultant, and owner of Plated Up Catering. Her sister, Ursula Shelton, is also here, also an entrepreneur and a business owner. And, you know, for you, Ursula, do you still have a mentor in your life? Oh, several. My mother is my mentor. Also, um, a licensed uh, hairstylist. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I want to give back so much to the young people. I had so many people give into me, pour into me when I was young. As far as the beauty industry, mm-hmm. I had Chloe. She has a, a business downtown, Chloe Beauty Salon, but they poured into me and to make sure that I was going in the direction that I wanted to go. Beth, this is a part of your life as well. You inspire young people to get involved in the trades. That's one of my my passions yeah. is, is working with young people, not just the trades, but just helping them find what they want to do in life and to find the right career or job or passion, what, whatever it is, because a, a lot of our young people aren't aware of all the opportunities out there and just to help them figure it out and give them the confidence and the permission to say, hey, go try that. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. three are fantastic. It's Felicia Grady, again, executive chef, restaurant consultant and owner 
owner of Plated Up Catering. Also, Ursula Shelton. And tell them again, Ursula, where they can come and see you. They can come and see me at Sheer Elegance Beauty Spa. There you, you go. Can, you, that's where you can come see me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Beth Robazzini, the uh, co-owner of B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Listen, you are amazing, and we, you should be celebrated. Thank you all for spending so much time with us today. We've learned a lot from you and inspired many, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Terry. Thank you, Kylan. Thank, Thank you, Kylan. It's 1051. Just want to mention very quickly, just saw this today. Tina McIntosh, our friend who is the CEO, the founder of Joy's House Adult Day Service. Tina McIntosh is USA Today's Woman of the Year honoree for Indiana. And that is awesome. That Congratulations. Is pretty cool Isn't stuff. that cool? Go, Congratulations, awesome. Tina McIntosh. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the first Free day food up next. Free food up next on 93 WIBC. I always get hungry when you guys do this. It's food news with Kyle and Tally. Hit it. First day food news. You want some free food? I do. You okay, in just it. a moment. In just a moment. Oh. All right. A quick shout out to all of our local breweries and distilleries, wineries for making us, Indianapolis, the number three beer city in the U.S. Voted by USA wow. Today. What? And with that, the Indie Craft Pass has been released. So go check that out. It's free. You get rewards. You get all these cash points. It's great. I thought Indie you were, we were going to get a free hamburger. Okay. The official hamburger of March Madness, Wendy's. They are giving out some madness deals through April 16th. One that caught my eye, free six-piece chicken nugget with a $10 purchase mm. via the Wendy's app. <laughs> okay. All right. And then your free food, Dairy Queen, is giving free cones away tomorrow. Their free cone day is tomorrow. Small vanilla cone. No purchase necessary. You just have to be there in person. Love it. Hey, listen, guys, coming up, uh, 239-9393 is our phone number, area code 317. Real estate questions. Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you preparing for something? We have the best coming in now. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, Crossroads Collective Real Estate at Compass Real Estate. Did I do it right? (laughs) (laughs) They'll be with us next hour. Don't go anywhere. The news is next. That's why I'm easy. Like Sunday morning, yeah. It's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday.